Welcome all, ye of Beef Town. This is the Bucket of Beef Show. Bucket of Beef Show. Hey everyone, my name is Alex Morrison. My name is Luke Hodson. And we are here with what is known as the fourth episode of this podcast. If you are still here, thank you so much for joining us. We have a really exciting episode for you today. Luke, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm feeling good. Feeling good? Yee. How about ye? I'm pretty good. That good? I had coffee not too long ago. I like ventured into Manhattan for the first time Ooh. in a while. And yeah, I had lots of lots of coffee. I think I had four cups of coffee today, which for me is absolute insanity. Oh my god. Most of the time I don't drink coffee. I maybe drink like I don't know. Like the most I'll drink in a day is like two cups. Okay. So I'm still kinda wired from that. And I have like barely eaten anything. I'm not hungry because I'm so Caffed up, so so. Caffed so here we up. are, caffed, lightheaded, <laughs> See, ready I, for a podcast. Uh, yeah, I'm shaky as fuck. Ooh, right and cold. It's super cold. It is here. chilly in our apartment. Uh, but yeah, what are we doing today? We are talking about two, dare I say, classic films. Classic, classic, very films. classic films. We don't have a goof pick this time. We'll try to interject our own. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. So what's the first movie that we're talking about, Alex? The first movie we're talking about, we watched last night. I'm scared to talk about this. I'm excited that you're <laughs> so scared to talk about it. The first film we're going to talk about today is Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark, which uh, came out in, excuse me, came out in 1981. 1981. Uh, and it was directed by Steven Spielberg. Oh, boy. John Williams had the incredible score in there. Yes, yes, classic, classic. So just so everyone knows, I've seen all of the Indiana Jones films. We picked this one because Alex has... The only Indiana Jones film he'd ever seen is Indiana Jones. And is it The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? Or The Crystal Skull? Can't remember the exact name of it. But that's the only one he'd seen. And I thought that was sacrilege. I think it's... And I made him watch the other one. So Alex, since you... uh, just watched the first one yesterday. Can you do the opening theme off the top of your head? Yeah. The opening theme? Yeah, just, yeah. The, just the theme. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. It's, I, I was so excited to see Alfred Molina be immediately killed in the first five minutes of this movie. I was... Yeah, who... I didn't even notice Alfred Molina in it, honestly. Who did he even play in the beginning? He was the guy who got stabbed with all the spikes. Oh. Yeah, who tried to betray him. He's like, give me give me the artifact. We don't have time to They argue. really had his name in, like, big-ass font at the beginning, too. They really did. I wonder like, if they, like, teased be a main him player. when it was, like... When it was, like, first put out, if they... But I don't know how big Alf, Alfred Molina was at, at that time. time. I don't think he was big, man. Yeah. I think that might have been his first film role. Are you serious? I think so. Really? I'll look it up. What's the synopsis of uh, the first Indiana Jones film, Alex? Yes, according to IMDb, archaeology professor Indiana Jones ventures to seize a biblical artifact Ooh. known as the Ark of the Covenant. Ooh. While doing so, he puts up a fight against Renee and a troop of Nazis. Ooh. That's our synopsis. It's a pretty apt summary. Pretty yeah. good. I'm ready to be bashed for this. All right. So let's hear your hot take with Indiana Jones. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Luke, I didn't like it. You didn't like it? I didn't like it. Why didn't you like it? it, We were talking with someone a a little bit ago Mm -hmm. who was like, it was kind of confusing. Mm -hmm. It is kind of confusing. And like, I think when we had talked about Kingdom of the Crystal Skull and like, 
they're like aliens and, and you were like, well, it, it, you know, it doesn't really matter. Like that doesn't matter. That kind of stuff doesn't happen in other Indiana Jones movies. I watched people's faces melt off by looking in a box in this movie. It's a biblical box. <laughs> okay. It has the power of the Lord. The light of God melted yeah. people's faces. Melted the Nazis' faces. Mm-hmm. And I thought you were messing with me when like the, the art got put into a box and the box burned the Nazi symbol <laughs> off of it. Which is like, fuck yeah. But also I was like, is that real? And you were like, yeah, that's real. It's because God hates the Nazis. <laughs> like, <laughs> as was, he would. As he would. And I was just like, wait, why? Um, yeah, but I, I mean, the first 20 minutes with the, the first adventure getting the little golden statue. Yeah. I've seen that done so many times. And it was so cool to see like the original version of like the big stone ball like rolling down and, and him running and like the big sack of sand he replaces to try to wait mm-hmm. the the little gold statue um i was also a big fan of uh the female lead in this which i really want to make sure i mention her name um karen allen karen allen karen allen is excellent in this and it really just she takes a beating she does many many times she's while, bruised and while abused. indiana jones is like i got shit to do i promise i'll come back yeah when he did how do you like it when he left her in the tent he left her in the tent she was being tortured well she wasn't being tortured but she was like tied up and, and not like fed or... not fed yeah. she's had no water and even before that he basically helps in burning down her bar that she's very proud mm-hmm. she's like this is mine i will do what i want in my bar and like gets burned down she's like i'm going with you and we never saw him give her the rest of the money by the way nope she took the three (laughs) thousand she took the cash advance and then who knows how it went she isn't in the second one see i didn't know indiana probably fucked her fucked her over no honestly and and, and what i kind of appreciated about it is like and i think this is a pro and a con i think it kind of like shows the time where like indy's just like shitty to his allies <laughs> like he doesn't like like they don't really net a whole lot from being around him he kind of like he they're just like there to help him cuz because like they've yeah. established established connections before i thought it was kind of funny how like sh- like dude th- she like her character is still like in love with him, basically. Which and, like, is she doesn't psychotic. Sh- she doesn't show it a ton, but she's like, you fucked me over. They basically kind of, like, paint it in the beginning that, like, They've known each he other basically groomed They've known each other, yeah, as ten- a student. It's just so messed up. And then also... He's, like, he's like evil. Not evil. He's, um, he's like, anti-hero, like, non-superhero Clark Kent, in a way. It, especially the way that they display him, like, in his professor mode. He has, like, his spectacles on. And he and then puts on his contacts yeah, when he's in adventure exactly. mode. Exactly. <laughs> when he's in adventure mode, he puts his contacts in. But also, and and they just, stay just in. to go back, because I was thinking about it, it happens three times where he's like, kind of, fuck this girl. Because the third time is on the, is on the, the boat at the end. Right? When the, the Nazis come on to the, to the mm-hmm. boat and like he like runs out of the room and he's like I'll be back and then, he, yeah. and then they kidnap her for a second time <laughs> I was like dude this is crazy yeah. also they really play up snakes and I wasn't like I mean I hate snakes yeah I don't know I hate them yeah I hate them it is kind of I think it's when I was a kid I thought that was like and for me this is kind of the hard thing to talk about with 
Indiana Jones is I feel like I can't look at it truly objectively because I have so much childhood nostalgia attached to it. Sure. Like I basically remember every scene. Let me ask you in that film. I, I like you, played Lego Indiana Jones as a kid. What is like, it about Indiana Jones comparatively to anything else in your childhood that you're like? I wanted to be him, or I wanted to be on the adventure. Like I think the adventure always looked exciting. Okay. The adventure always looked really exciting. I think for me, it was um, probably like as ridiculous as like the action is, and as over the top as some of the like the ancient um, uh, like puzzles and traps and like structures and things that they look at. Okay. Um, when I was a kid, I feel like that was the most, like, of this world sort of fantasy that I watched. Okay. And so I thought that was exciting as a kid. My mom was also really into the Indiana Jones films. Is it because Harrison Ford is a fucking hunk? He's a fucking hunk in this. <laughs> I mean, it's un- he, undoubtedly. Yeah. He's handsome as hell. He got the girl in the very beginning with the I love you. Oh, yeah, with the, the I, I love you, I on, love her you written on her eyelids. He's like, wait, what? Listen, Harrison Ford can get it. And they know that they, they know... That he's, they know he's that sex symbol of that time. Like, he's a rugged, handsome man. Like, I don't know if he was ever in, like, a Marlboro commercial. I don't know how how cigarette ads were back then, honestly. So, um, okay. But he's, like, that kind of, like... I also enjoyed how basically every... All the protagonists in this film were basically fueled by alcohol. I loved, I loved the <laughs> when I, she's in the middle of the of the fight in the bar and, and she fucking she dips her head and starts shooting people again. Also, he murders people. He murders so many, so unfairly that one big guy with the sword. Yeah, they like. I thought it was gonna be a cool fight. He's like wearing all black. He has these big machetes, and he's like, "Yeah, bring it." And he's like, "Nope," and just shoots him in the chest Bam. and walks away. No remorse. Indiana in Jones face. gets very lucky in a lot of these too. He gets saved at the at the bar. He gets saved by children. I think that was my favorite way that he got saved. No, man. Is they... when the children go into the fucking hookah bar and <laughs> drag his ass out because he's about to get beat by a Frenchman. No, ev- a bunch every of person Egyptian in that guys. bar has a gun pointed All at him strapped. and a group of children come in. And I looked at Luke and I was like, he's making these children defend him. Like, I don't know, man. That was wrong. I also that was I, wrong I on his part, I, or like the, the the father's part. I can't remember. Like, was were those all of that guy's kids? Like the Egyptian guy? That, I think so. The the digger guy. Yeah. I honestly, he's one of my favorite characters in the show. He's very fun in the show in the movie because he's just like so. He's just on board and he's just ready to have fun. I lo- loved how they were able to just like have their whole own like digging operation on the Nazi site. <laughs> and I and this one of my pros for this. I loved like the practical set usage that they had for the film. Um, I think it's also funny that like th- while they're looking for this arc, they're like in this beautiful antechamber of like perfectly preserved hieroglyphics and like bronze. Like <laughs> an ebony statues. No, they go in because there's there's statues. a perfectly replicated city. Yeah, that has been untouched. Mm-hmm. It's so clean, crisp. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah man. I, I and I'll talk about my pros a little bit, and I have some questions. What are your and questions? And I want to know if you can answer some of these questions. I'll see what I can do. Okay. Number one. So Indiana Jones is a professor at yes, a university. He's an archaeologist. Graduate of University of Chicago. Okay. And he goes on adventures. Yep. And these adventures, are they more or less 
funded. They're funded by the government. They're funded he by the government. He was funded by the United States government to fight Nazis so and get the Ark of the Covenant. He, just so the Nazis couldn't have it. When he murders people, and I mean like like Do you even, think he has a license to kill? Is that what you're saying? No, he doesn't. He teaches in a school. <laughs> so like when he but is he keeps like, that thing on him. <laughs> he put it dude, he had his gun in his suitcase and no one said anything. I just like I don't know. That's confusing to me. I'm like, okay, so he... I also feel like we don't... Maybe planes worked that way yeah. before 9-11. Like, we don't know. And showing and our age, goal... we're children of 9-11, basically. Yeah. So we don't know how flights worked before it. <laughs> we only know fear and security <laughs> and oil wars. <laughs> and oil. <laughs> That's all we know. Okay, so, okay, I guess that makes sense. And then, so the Ark is meant to go into a museum. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is the agreement. And also, okay. they, <laughs> that is the so agreement. Confused. But also what's funny to me is they don't get to put it in the museum in the end. <laughs> the government just puts it into a warehouse with all the other shit that they have. No, he's like, this is dangerous that cannot That's be why. touched. Yeah. And they're like, whatever. Well, yeah, we'll keep, and he's we'll like, take these care fools. Of it. And then the bureaucracy <laughs> fails them. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. So I guess that's question number one. What's the second question? And question number two, and I know we touched on it a little bit. I really want to know your thoughts on why it was melting faces. Why it was melting faces. I, and, and like, and also what was the point of it? Like, what was the point of it? Because, I mean, it could have been, I don't know. It could have been filled with anything. And they're like, no, this is the light of God. This is yeah. this is just, this is what it is. Yeah. What is What are your thoughts on that? My thoughts on that? So I, I think it's an interesting thing because there's actually a lot of, and I can't, the only just thing that I can quote this that I can, I guess, reference to in this is the Percy Jackson universe. Okay. But there's, in a lot of, um, I, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm making this up, but I feel like in a lot of lore um, for, like, gods and, uh, like, uh, sort of ethereal figures is that when you see, like, a godly thing in its true state, it's so powerful that like a mortal can't withstand it so why did indy then i mean him not even knowing was like close your eyes don't look when he was so skeptical of like what was what the because the man's got plot armor basically (laughs) because in the script he has to they have to close their eyes so they survive but it's sort of this thing like in percy jackson they do this too where like if a god reveals their godly self to a mortal they'll die like they just burn up because it's so powerful does that and, happen in Percy Jackson? Yeah. Does it? It does. I read all those books. I think it happens. I, I think so it long. happens in the first book. Ares like reveals his like his he's like fighting Ares basically, and he and Ares like reveals his true self, and Percy has to close his little mortal demigod eyes, so he doesn't burn to a little crisp on the <laughs> beach that they're fight. I think they fight on a beach. I don't know. Ares has a motorcycle too. I think. Yeah. So now it's we kind of got a Percy Jackson nice. uh, through line here too. I will. Um, okay. So then. Cool. Uh, do you like the, the, the French guy? The French The villain? French guy? The French rival, I guess. I kind of liked him. I think he's sort of kitschy and like, like, wah, wah. Like, de- uh, like uh, a sexual deviant, for oh, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a true, um, a true uh, uh, naughty guy. Bad guy. True bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. It also, oh my god, it was so funny that they play up like... What is her name in it? Something Wood. It's something. Marion Ravenwood. Marion. Marion. Marion's first tactic in the very beginning of the movie, I, I think she, it, it's for money or something. Yeah. But she essentially outdrinks 
one of her bar patrons. Yeah, this, like, Nepali guy, basically. Yeah, and, like, really outdrinks this guy. Mm-hmm. And her tactic, We're talking, like, 20 shots deep. Yeah, 20 shots deep. And the second tactic is to get as drunk as the French guy, or, or like, to do the same thing yeah. in the middle of a desert. The desert. <laughs> she hasn't had any water or food. Where does she think she's going to go? That is fair. Honestly, I just stuck to my idea of just her getting more powerful the more that she drank because <laughs> of what we had seen from her before. No, she grabbed that knife, too. She's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. And the guy's like, yeah, we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, man. My, my, my big pro for this movie, and I was talking about it with, again, someone else today, is that it works so well in its practicality that, like, you don't need... Like, it wouldn't benefit from CGI. It wouldn't benefit. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it works so well. Yeah, what I appreciate about Indiana Jones is I think it, I think it really holds up, mm-hmm. even though it is, like, a, frankly, a very old movie now. Yeah. Like, what's, what's it basically like? Like, 42 years ago? Yeah. It came out? Wow. Like... That's crazy. Yeah, it works so well in its practicality. And also, I think it's like 20 minutes in, someone gets shot straight in the forehead. (laughs) And I was like, is this? And Luke was like, it's PG-13, baby. PG-13, baby. baby. (laughs) Probably the bloodiest thing that I watched as a kid. Yeah, some of this They go all out. If there's a lot of murder, they go go pretty nutty. Yeah. 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 and it works really well because I definitely, like, in moments of peril, I'm like, oh, this matters. Like, this is, like... Mm-hmm. Like, like I mean, life or death. Yeah, it's like yeah. life or death. Which, yeah. I mean, a lot of stuff you see now that's PG-13, you're never going to get that. Yeah. You know? What do you think was the worst plan that Indiana Jones had? <laughs> the worst plan he had? Yeah. To, like, get out of something. I feel like most... He, like, I think he said a couple times, he's like, I don't really have a plan. That is true. He, he didn't like... kind of fly by the seat of his pants the whole time. He really did. I think his worst plan was when he was trying to rescue Marion and he holds up the Nazi convoy with the rocket launcher. With the rocket yeah. It's like, where's dude. he going to go? Can he pilot a, a U-boat? <laughs> like, does he have his certificate? Dude, the funny like, thing was, the French guy was like, I know you're not going to shoot me or any of these people with that bazooka because you care about history. He was like, you're not, he's like, you want to see what's inside this box? And he's like, I just want the girl. And the guy's like, no, you don't. And he calls him. He calls his bluff. He calls and his that, bluff. I do like like that about that. Uh, yeah, but also that should have said a lot about that. Should have said a lot to Marion for one. Oh, for sure. I'd have been like, "Fuck this guy." Oh, to Indiana Jones, I feel like that arc is way. That's why he left her right <laughs> yeah. in the fucking tent. Like, man cares more about his history than human connection. Yeah, and I think that's kind of a um, that's kind of a through line for the films. Is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, I think so. Yeah, I still I can't I can't say I loved it. Honestly, I think I'm fueled by nostalgia with with the Indiana Jones films. Yeah, and especially this one. Um, but I mean, like I I am also I I, I want to say there are certain types of things I actively like can't get behind when it comes to to movies like general adventure movies like like this. I have a hard time with the same with like space epics outside of guardians you know what i mean mm. like I, I i've tried and to really enjoy the star wars movies and i do like certain aspects of them but i'm still like i'm not like you showed me stuff i've really liked like with the disney plus shows mm-hmm. I'm like this is neat but yeah this is just one of those things i'm like i just i can't 
I can't put myself in those shoes like you were able to when you were young, and that's why you're able to like really feel that nostalgic pull yeah, toward it. Yeah, but yeah, I I don't know about the beefs, man. You know, can I say something really quick? Yeah, go ahead. I'm gonna lead with my score <laughs> for this, please. To be honest, and I love Indiana Jones. Ah, love is a strong word. I have a soft place in my heart for the Indiana Jones series because I think it meant a lot to me. It provided me a lot of entertainment when I was a wee tyke. I'm so sorry, Luke. And uh, but I'm gonna give it a six point two out of ten. Whoa! I'm gonna give it a six point two out of ten uh, in my like re like rewatchability for it. Uh, in terms of nostalgia, I give it a nine point three. Um, but it's not one of those, like, to be honest, I, I think it's more in some ways exciting to me as a, as a distant memory than a, than an actual movie for me to rewatch over and over again, if that makes sense. That makes sense. I think it reminds me of a, um, a simpler time, a fun time. And even like 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 to that detriment, like I I have a very similar reaction to um, one of my favorite movies ever, and notably, I think it's actually a Steven Spielberg movie, um, Hook with Robin Williams, mm. and like similar kind of cool um, like practical effects, practical effects, too. and it, it it ventures into I guess quote unquote CGI, mm-hmm. um, but. Like, I know a lot of people don't like that movie, but, like, that the wonderment in that movie for me is, like, mm. off the charts. Yeah. Like, I could watch Hook yeah. all day long. I will say, th- this is, I'm getting so wishy-washy on this, because I think the, oh, my personal now score, 6.2. My nostalgia score, 9.3. I think for the time that Indiana Jones came out, I think it was, like, a a truly like revolutionary movie. I I'd give I'd give like the the overall classic vibe like a similar score to my nostalgia meter. Okay. Somewhere in the nines probably. Sure. Cause I think it is a very culturally relevant film. Sure. Um and like Alex said this horrible thing to me last night when we were watching it. I think it was at the end. He's like, "No, they basically." Don't. He said they basically ripped off Uncharted. It was a joke, <laughs> but it felt real to me. I'm so sorry. And I think, like Indiana Jones, just like inspired so many other like yes. pop culture kind of staples. I would say, like you got Tomb Raider, you got the Uncharted series. They just made another Uncharted movie. None of those would exist without Indiana Jones. Yeah. Um, and that's my opinion on that. Yeah. Thank you, Steven Spielberg and Hunky Harrison Ford. and Hunky Harrison Ford. All you guys. Um, my score. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's actually very close to yours. I would give it I would give it a six point five to seven. He gives it a higher Honestly, score I'll than give me a, on my recent viewing score. I'll give it a six point seven. Well, I mean, like. I have a lot of respect for it. I and like I want to be very clear that I have a lot of respect for it. Mm. Um like the first 20 minutes are fantastic. Everyone's great. I love that I felt the peril. Um I couldn't get with I do a think lot the basket the... bit was very goofy. Yeah. I couldn't get with a... <laughs> that's so fucking <laughs> that was also he yeah, just like, starts knocking everyone. <laughs> it's a miracle that all of Cairo didn't like kill him. <laughs> fucking destroy him. Man. Yeah. Um but, um, damn it, I lost my train of thought. Sorry, I yeah. interrupted you. It's okay. It was 
Um, yeah, and just like the, the the use of practicality, I think it's I think it's excellent. I just couldn't get behind a lot of the general plot devices. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I'm gonna give it a six point seven. I don't have a nostalgic meter for it, but I think a six point seven is like a very healthy score for me as my yeah. first time viewing it. Um, yeah, cool. That sounds good to me. Wait, would, wait, okay, so okay. Wait, what was what's your bucket of beef score? Yeah, I was just about to say my bucket of beef score. So I, I think you can buy a cheap steak. Mm. An immaculate chef mm. has prepared it as best as he could, but you still are aware that it's just there's it's rough around the edges. Okay. Ooh, I'm gonna put. You hear that, Stephen? No. One of your opuses, opi. No, he's. One I'm your saying he's the, rough around the edges. No, no, no. I'm saying, fool. but he is. He is like a divine chef. It's just the plot devices around it. It's a simple story. It's a simple. I mean, sort of. I don't know. I was confused some of the time, but like it's fine. So yeah, I, I that's how I'm gonna rate it. It's a, it's a plate of steak. Mm. That's just okay. Mildly seasoned. Mildly seasoned. Yeah, I give it a full bucket of beef still. Okay. Because <laughs> it's one of those films where even though I like if when I if I rewatch it I. Probably won't feel like honestly particularly excited. <laughs> that tells you it. a lot, Luke. But I think everyone should see it. You know what I mean? I agree. With I think you. if someone ever told me that they like you did that I have not seen Indiana Jones, the first Indiana Jones film, uh, I would say well, we should watch it. Yeah, just so I you can also have that. I can in understand your body, people with that nostalgia also being like, you know, I want to show this to my kid and like, what like witness their like adventurous side kind of come out with a film like yeah. that you know whereas like for me i'm like i i get it i get it like i would show it to my kids mm. and be like this is this is important let's see what comes out of it yeah there you go all right we going to commercial Forming childhood memories going to commercial going to commercial are we taking an actual break this time what do you want to do huh do you need to pee never okay all right luke uh, am I doing sponsorship first time, or are you doing sponsorship? Sounds like you gotta do a sponsorship. Oh my god. Okay, I'm, I'm looking around our, our general space right now. Okay. Oh, Roma's making it so easy. Roma. Shake shake it, shake it really quick. What do you think that is, audience? I'm gonna give you to the count of five to guess. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four, five. It's Oreo cereal. Oreo O's. Oreo O's, baby. Oh my. Uh, yeah, this is uh, this is gonna be the our, our next sponsor. Um, it's we're it's manifesting the, that really hard. It, it, so I'm gonna read the description. It says it says make your milk happy. Ooh, make your milk happy. Do you want to do like a little voice for the? Uh, yeah, for sure, the, sure. For the little. This is the synopsis of Oreo O's. It's the staff breakfast dreams are made of. Chocolatey, crunchy arrows with that Oreo cookie toast to love. And a rich cream coating combined to give you a bowl full of cookie milk that tastes so good. <laughs> you finish it off with a smile. Ooh. Dig into your old favorite. Incredible. Why do you want Oreo? Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. And now I'm looking at the fun facts about Oreo cookies. Ooh. The number of Oreo cookies made in a year would circle the earth five times. Oh my god. We have a sugar problem. We definitely have a sugar problem. 
The first Oreo cookie was sold in Hoboken, New Jersey in 1912. Ooh, we're right near that gem of a city. And one cookie takes nearly an hour to make. Oh my god, we got some hustlers over at Oreos. I want to go. At Oreo. Oreo-O's. Yeah, at at the Oreo-O's factory. I'm going to eat a Do they have specific factories dedicated just to the Oreo-O's? Absolutely. Probably not. No. I'm going to try a crumb. A crumb is that all? Oh, we have? I think there's only one. So Roma's here. been doing a little spec commercial for Oreo O's for her, uh, for one of her classes that she's doing, and uh, we now have a, have a byproduct of that. So Alex is trying a singular Oreo O. I'm not gonna crunch it super close because I know some people don't. I'm gonna mask it. No ASMR this okay. episode. Ooh, it's still a pretty loud crunch. Mmm. What do you think? This is no milk. This is as dry as it gets. It folks. tastes nothing like a fucking Oreo. I'm actually very upset really? that I tried that. Yeah. What does it taste like? Well, the thing with Oreo O's is that you don't get the cream. You just get the chocolate. It's like dry you know? cream. Can yeah, I can't even. Let's try. Oh, I don't even have. You it tastes, ate them all. It ta- I, there I was have the one dust. in there. No, it tastes not, so wax. Yeah. Here, just take this tiny piece. All right, I'm eating the tiny piece. It tastes kind of waxy. I like that. Just You're... feeding my childhood, just like Indiana Jones. No, Oreos. Just feeding my childhood wonder. Oreos fill my childhood wonder. Mm. I don't know what this, no. Not Oreo O's. No, not Oreo Damn. O's. Damn. Oh. Sounds like we're not getting an Oreo O's sponsorship. That's okay. Damn. I would take a regular Oreo sponsorship if Oreo's into it. Mmm. All right. This is who I want to be sponsored by. Okay. So Roma has, uh, she, she shot this commercial in our apartment over the past two days. And she has all these little plants in here. So, I want to be sponsored by a generic plant company. Because I like the green. <laughs> <laughs> I like the green. That's all I have to say. And the, you know what, Luke? The green likes you. Mm. What kind of green, man? Listen, some light limes. We got some, I mean... some forest emeralds. <laughs> you know, a good little hue. Okay. <laughs> I feel like this is a bad sponsorship commercial. <laughs> oh, we try. Oreo O's and, and green stuff. I like green stuff. I would Keep if it coming. I think if we ever at some point get like our own little studio or whatever, I would. I like. Also, for everyone, I wanted to make like a little cactus garden and put it in my room for the longest. Alex is trying to do that. We um, may make a Patreon at some point. Ideally, some of that money will go to developing this show. Yeah. Potentially, also realistically, Alex might put it into his little cacti garden. Yeah, I need something to do. I need something, and like, I don't know. I've just always had that dream, especially when I'm older. I want to have like a big yard with part of it being a cactus garden and like Ooh. have like a koi pond. You're going to live in the Not Southwest. Not that those things really technically, I don't even know if those things could live together, but I'm going to try. A koi and a cactus. Yeah, a koi and a cactus. Mm-hmm. Um, Nature's so yeah. finest combination. But I, yeah, but I think if we do ever have like like an like a space for our podcasting, I want to put cactuses and like maybe a palm tree in there. And Ooh, I think that'd be fun. Nice. But I'm never eating a fucking bowl of Oreo O's ever in my fucking wow. life. Oh, strong words. Nabisco, Listen. come after this man. <laughs> I show him the way. I only fuck with really two cereals. What are your cereal picks? So my my second place cereal pick is Honey Smacks. 
Honey smacks. Yeah, honey smacks. Never eaten a honey smack. Roma, have you eaten a honey smack? No, Roma honey smacks is shit. Smack. And anybody who's had a honey smack knows exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. Jesus. And then my number is it, is it the snack that smacks you back? <laughs> <laughs> it has a frog on the logo for what? some reason. I know the frog. Yeah, just a happy little frog yeah. guy. But it is the snack that He's smacks you fuck back. With him. And then uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch is my number mm, one cereal. We do have some Cinnamon Toast Crunch here. Or we did. I don't know. <laughs> Mine, actually, my only one. It's actually the the crunch that snunks you back. Ooh, crunch that, crunch that crunks you back. Oh, the the dunk that hunks you back. The toast that boasts back at you. All right, we'll stop there with those. <laughs> um, I can't even think of my number two. My number one is Captain Crunch berries. I fuck with a Captain Crunch berry. Can you tell what kind of person Luke is by the t- the type of cereal he likes? Yeah, flame me in the comments. There's no comments. This what is a we, podcast. But not if we put it on YouTube. Maybe oh, okay. we put it on YouTube. And you want to have... Listen, I said in the first episode, I don't know how podcasts work. I'm just trying to ro- go with the flow. I'm rolling with the punches. You know what, though? Honestly, I'm glad you mentioned the Captain Crunch thing, so maybe I won't get as much flack for the Indiana Jones thing. Mm. What you think that me liking Captain Crunch is as bad as you debating a classic film? Yes, I do. Wow. I think that tells uh, the audience what kind of person you are, Alex. Good. And with that, with much animosity, (laughs) we're going to go into our next film. Wait, no, we have to cut off the commercial break. Oh. We'll be right back after the break. Break. Is over. Okay, now we can do it. Now we can do it. What film are we talking about, Alex? Oh my goodness, we are talking about one I've been excited to mm. talk about. Let's hear it. This movie, freaking, came out in freaking 1996. It's 1996. Little, it's a little movie called Scream. Scream. And I'm just gonna go into the synopsis. Okay. A year after the murder of her mother, a teenage girl is terrorized by a new killer who targets the girl and her friends by using horror films as part of a deadly game. Ooh. And in case you want to look at the cast, because the, the peeps matter a lot in this, um, I'm just going to let you hold my phone. I'm holding it? Yes. Oh, wow. Just, just so you have access to the cast. Um, so, Luke, man. You have never seen Scream. I'd never seen Scream. And you know what? I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to. Really? I don't really know what I expected out of it. I thought it was going to take itself much more seriously than it did. What I appreciate about Scream is that it... I feel like it really juggled the... um, Like the fucked up nature of its premise with... um, Just like the acknowledged absurdity of itself. Yes. If that makes sense. Um, did that make any sense, Roma? No. Nice. I think it made sense because, I mean, I, I had mentioned it to you how it, these these movies in particular decide to be more meta than other It's a movie that knows films. it's absurd. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Um, I feel like um, it's kind of like a tongue-in-cheeky kind of vibe. Yeah. In my opinion. That's just the sort of vibe that I got from it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. How did you, did you have, uh, did your uh, bones chill or did you get goosebumps? I wouldn't uh, say that any, you... honestly, I wouldn't say that any part of the movie like actually scared me very yeah, no, much. I, don't, I, don't I think didn't so. think it was that scary of a film. It's not. Even though like the, a lot of the things that happen are really fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, first off, shout out, shout out to Matthew Lillard. 
I I the really like Matthew best. Lillard. Matthew I Lillard the first is... thing I ever saw Matthew Lillard in was uh, was obviously Scooby Doo. I watched the first Scooby. I watched Scooby Doo two before I watched the original Scooby Doo. I think to this day I still haven't seen the entire first Scooby Doo. What? All the way through. That's gross. I've seen like little bits and pieces of it. I've seen like the whole movie uh, through like smaller like forty five minute sessions of each. It's such a sexy um, adaptation of Scooby Doo. The first one, the second one. <laughs> I just remember the part with Scrappy pissing on everybody, and my eight year old self was like, "This is not the film for me." <laughs> See, and I was the kid who was like, "That's fucking hilarious." I think Scrappy also gets really buff at some point. He does in that film. He turns into a Megazord version of yeah, himself. Yeah, he's quite the villain, Scrappy. Yeah, and that... he eats souls. That's his whole Jesus thing. Christ. He like he like devours souls. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> all right, back to Scream. What do you like about this movie, Alex? I love this movie so much everyone is a character and even when we were watching it it was so fun because also luke is the type of movie watcher i ask so many questions when i watch every question i'm so fucking annoying where he's like he's like is this person the killer and i'm like i don't know he's like i'm so annoying (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like i don't want to say anything you know but like um it was cool because it had luke questioning most of the movie yeah I would honestly up until the killers were revealed and I, I think that's always super fun. I think yeah. being able to watch this movie with friends and um, like it would have been cool if we had both never seen it. And yeah, both could have like been like, no, 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 it's him, it's him, it's her, it's her. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does a really good job of throwing you off of the obvious trail when more or less the obvious trail was the correct way to yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the very beginning, and I'd mentioned because the Drew Barrymore thing, I think. Um. Drew Barrymore was like very much highlighted when this movie came out because she was such a big star at the time, and I think it would have been so cool to have been there. But in the first ten minutes, Drew Barrymore dies, and then it shifts focus to Nev Campbell. I I, I thought that she did a great job in this film. Oh, she's excellent. Yeah, yeah. But I think she's that... also been. Um, I I think it's People magazine had named her, um, like top fifty like sexiest or most attractive people. Two times, yeah. So shout out to Nev Campbell for uh, for being popularly um, desirable. I yeah. guess good for um, you. But yeah, I like the first twenty minutes of it. I think it's it's really fun. And I think even after the first, like 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 the, the title sequence, you were like, "This is cool. yeah." You're like, "This is cool." I also appreciated in the movie how. Um, how easy it was to beat the shit out of the screen guys. <laughs> like, they're just, whenever they get hit the with anything, face. they're like, ooh. And they're like, <laughs> literally, they, uh, they recover very quickly, but they fall very comedically. And yeah. uh, it's kind of funny, because, like, they're literally, they're, like, fueled by just, like, scaring people. Mm-hmm. But they're still just, like, idiotic high school boys yeah. that are, like, doing they all of these horrible are. fucking things. Um, I also, I love Jamie Kennedy and Jamie Kennedy was the guy who works at the video store. The guy that works at the video store. Yeah. He has the whole monologue. Like these are the rules of, of being in a horror movie. I was like, there's something wrong with this boy. Really? You thought so? (laughs) Well, not, not in a bad way. Yeah. I think the character was great. I just thought he was like, I'm just like, I, I couldn't imagine like being like socially around someone for that long because he just made me anxious he made me just did... the way that he the... spoke and viewed the world <laughs> made me so uneasy but it, it was so funny because like in the scene where they're in the video store and it's him he was kind of a red herring character i think like, he was. maybe he was gonna be 
But like when it when it's him and Stu and Billy in the video store and how just like sexually aggressive it kind of seemed when they're like Stu and Billy are hanging off of each other, but then they're also fucking in Randy's face. I don't know, man. I was like, this is just—it's making my neck. You felt know. a little tingle. I felt tingly. You wanted to jump in on the action. Yeah, mm. pretty much. Yeah, I was like, why couldn't I be there? <laughs> um, I also enjoy I, it, it, the backstory with Sydney and her mom. I think they developed a pretty good backstory with this film. Yeah, I feel like the characters like were pretty. Um, I thought they were pretty flushed out with how like goofy. Uh, the film was yeah and how um i mean obviously like you have this like sort of larger than life horrifying thing but i feel like people have done crazy shit in real life too yeah like the fucking slenderman girls that stabbed their friend yeah <laughs> like kind of similar to these wackos no and i don't know if it's this thing and it kind of happens with heathers too where like the lack of real interest in when people die in these movies yeah everyone's really fucked up everyone's fucked up the only good person in this like in this film is nev campbell's character and the cop dewey and the cop dewey's my favorite character i thought dewey was i kind of wanted dewey to be the killer which wouldn't have made any sense because his sister gets killed yeah um um which would have been fucked up yeah if it was him Mm -hmm. um yeah, I really like Dewey. How do you feel about Courtney Cox? I liked Courtney Cox in this. I thought Courtney Cox was great. Um, I honestly don't think I'd ever seen Courtney Cox in anything other than Friends <laughs> before yeah. this, like mm-hmm. legitimately. Um, and I, I like that she's a piece of shit. <laughs> she is a piece like, of shit, man. She was the piece of shit that I was rooting for the most. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I think that... Um, Oh, I don't even know why. Like, she was just like... Well, for, for one thing, she was correct about a lot of stuff. She was like, correct like, about a lot like of stuff. Like, she was like, you you are so wrong about the guy who you think killed your mom. Yeah. And then she comes back in the end, and once she hears everything that actually happened, she's like, okay, it's these guys. I'm going to kill these children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she really these... did j- kill minors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucked up. <laughs> um, but going back a little bit... Um, did they both die? Yeah. Yeah, they killed them both. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Stu how. gets the TV dropped on his head. Oh, with the T, and he gets he has a little shock moment. Yeah, and yeah. Billy gets shot in the head. Mm-hmm. He has to get double tapped. They double tap him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back a little bit because we were talking about who's the really big name guy who's in this movie, the the principal. Oh, you're talking about uh, the Fonz, yeah, Henry the, Winkler. Henry Winkler. No, yeah, and it was fucked up because like. Randy gets a call like right at the end of the movie, and they're like, "Oh my God, they found Principal So and So dead." Like on they the, hung him on the on the football. Uh, oh, why am I forgetting on the field goal post? Yeah, they hung him on the field goal post, and everyone's like, "Let's go see it before before they take him down." Were kids like that? For <laughs> real? Like I'm because really '90s slashers, man. Like there is just such a lack of. Empathy. Empathy, period. It kind of goes for the 90s, I think. I think it was a little edgy yeah, in the 90s. Yeah, you think so? I don't yeah. know. Why was that cool? Because the world was ending, my guy. <laughs> I don't know. Y2K. Y2K, baby. Um, I'm going to talk about it a little bit more. Let's hear it. If that's okay. Yeah. Because the thing with these movies is that especially when you get through 2, 3, 4, and now 5... A lot of characters come back. Um, 
now in the in like the newest one, do you plan on watching any of these? Maybe. I don't want to ruin it for you. I don't know. I feel like I'm good with the first one. I'd probably have fun watching some of the other ones too. But. Yeah. Um, but a lot of these characters come back, and as these characters come back, and they're so good in their roles, like one or two like the main characters from the original will die, and then you fall in love with characters introduced in the second movie, and then they die in like the next one. And add, like there, there's just so much love. You for love these the people. lore. Yeah, you love the lore, and like the guy who Sydney says killed um, her mom, like comes back in the second one, mm. and like it, it ends up being like. Billy's mom is one of the killers. Ooh. It, it just, it goes all over the place. And it's so much fun. And as I mentioned in a previous episode, like, the, the meta-ness evolves with the times of what horror movies are kind of It's very tongue-in-cheek. It's yeah. a fun little commentary, I think. Yeah, but, I mean, I love this movie. I love it a lot. Um, every time I've shown it to someone... I, I give you a lot of credit for not asking as many questions, <laughs> but people. I like to talk during movies. That's yeah, my toxic yeah. trait. But a lot of people will will do the same thing. Like I think this is the killer. I think this is the yeah. killer, and it's so fun in my head being like, "You fucking idiot." <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, man. Tell me. I want to hear. Well, okay. I'll rate it because you rated Indiana Jones. Let's hear it. Um, this has a lot of rewatchability for me in my mind. Um, I've seen it a thousand times with all the other movies in mind. I'll give it an 8 out of 10. Ooh. I'll give it an 8 out of 10. Um, I, I think my favorite thing that the sequels do is they end up making a movie that is Scream in the other movies. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Say it one more time. So they make like... The story of Scream is told by Gail Weathers, and they make a movie <laughs> in the Scream world, and I think it's called Slash. <laughs> and so now they're like, oh, people are just trying to remake the Slash movies. Like, oh, you're Gail Weathers. You were, like, the real person in, in that movie we love so much. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. I love it. That's I love cute. It. it sort of builds its own world. It does. It builds it. its own world. Yeah. So eight out of ten. And... That's where I leave it with that, and then we'll do our bucket meter after. Luke, I want to know all of your remaining thoughts. Listen, I liked this movie a lot more than I thought I was going to. Um, it's it's just a fun movie. I think it was very fun. I was thoroughly entertained. I honestly don't know about like the rewatchability I would have with it, um, and but that's how I am with a lot of horror films. Sure. I don't find myself like rewatching them a ton because I feel like so much of the excitement of a horror movie is the unknown and that the, you have. I feel like a lot um, of rewatchability for me also comes with like holding the person next to me. Yeah, I would totally rewatch this film. Cuddle with, snuggle. Yeah, you're trying to cuddle. Always. I see. Yeah. Um, it, it, that being said, if there was someone that I knew that hadn't ever seen Scream before, I would totally want to watch it with them. Yeah. I give Scream higher than you. Whoa. I give it an 8.6. Listen, I had a lot of fun with Scream. I'm so shocked with your ratings I think today. it. Listen, I'm bad at rating things. Uh, I'm just speaking from the heart speaking what I heart, feel baby. right now. I give it an 8.6. I give it a full bucket of beef. Yeah. Uh, because I think it's like a must watch for someone that hasn't seen it. Yeah. Um, is it like technically impressive? To me, not really. Sure. Um, is it 
well acted? I think so. I think there's the perfect level of, um, of like elevated melodrama. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and it's a cult classic. Like tongue and cheeky, like <laughs> yeah, um, vibes. Like I, I, I don't know really what else to say about it. I feel like I'm kind of at a loss for words right now. No, yeah, um, I think, but I... it's a fun movie, and I would totally rewatch it with people that haven't seen it before absolutely i gave it a big bucket of bloody beef bloody beef. and the bloody sorry if that's too much extra but I mean, blue like, extra extra blued <laughs> extra blue blood blue blood yeah yeah um i really it's also one of those things with this movie like i couldn't picture anyone else in any of the roles that's fair it was a very well cast film yes well who was the who was the guy that looked so much like a young johnny depp in that movie what's oh, the actual actor's name the actual actor's name his, i couldn't uh, get over how much Ske- he looked Ske- like Skeet ulrich really what else has he done what else has he done he plays billy loomis he's in riverdale who is he in riverdale dang all right well cool um, and it's actually in, in the in the fifth movie the, the fifth movie in the fifth movie the the protagonist is like his I think like daughter or granddaughter his daughter yeah but like she has like visions of him because she has like killer instinct or whatever Jesus. and he's like just kill just kill <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and she's like oh hold on now damn hold on now I can't wait to see how that develops but yeah. A uh, big bucket of bloody beef. If you want to watch horrible people get murdered and less horrible people succeeding in catching and killing the murderers, this is the film for you. This is the film for you. All right, my friend. Uh, do you have any parting words to our ever-growing audience here on the Bucket of Beef show? Oh, man. Thank you for listening. Um, we are excited to make more of these for you. Maybe we have a Patreon at the moment. Maybe we don't. Maybe we'll make one. We'll let you know. We had we had some uh, exciting, uh, I guess, an exciting meeting today. Yeah. And we just we can't wait to, to show you guys what we have in store uh, over the coming episodes. Yeah. We'll see what we got. We'll see what we got. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, it was lovely. My name is Alex Morrison. My name is Luke Hodson. And we will see you on the next episode of the Bucket of Beef Show. Beef!